Good morning. What, Thank you for having me. What brings you to Springfield? Oh, what doesn't bring me to Springfield? You <laughs> know, did you know um, I'm, I have a residence here in Springfield? Oh, you do. You, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know how often is the lieutenant governor in town. I don't. I don't know the. You know. Yeah. So I'm. I chair the governor's rural affairs council, okay. as well as as well as the Three Rivers Council and the Military Economic Development Council. And in that capacity, I'm constantly going through all 102 counties. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I make it to my Springfield apartment at least once a week, but I got to cover all 102 counties. So you you have to keep an apartment. You're in Springfield enough to where you keep an apartment. Yeah, it has a bed, a couch, a TV, and a coffee maker. That's all a human needs. <laughs> Really? You have like this, so you have this like little studio or something? Or? I do. Come um, on over. I'll, I'll make you Cuban food. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I won't make anybody oh, I, eat Asian carp this time I, around. Uh, oh, that was good though. Uh, wasn't that it was good. good. Yeah. I, I never turned down any food, I'll tell you that. Ooh. So you, you do get, because you know, most of us, we have no idea what a lieutenant governor does. I mean, and maybe it's because, well, it's obviously because uh, uh, they don't. It's not always publicized. Like, Greg, how often do you cover what the lieutenant governor does? Um, I mean, not nearly as much as, say, uh, the governor, of course. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, there's times where she helps out with, like, um, opioid task force uh, conversations and guiding well, that policy. Well, important and, things being done is yeah. we're not covering it. And, like, the, 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 the rural council and, and focusing on um, bringing a bunch of different of the um, – uh, various stakeholders for a variety of issues. Right. And, and she helps guide those processes. Also, you had that massive document you guys put out about government consolidation. Correct. correct. Um, she led that effort. So, I mean, the things the governor can't get to that are still important, typically a lieutenant governor fills yeah. that role. You got that right. So, so Ray, just just uh, in a nutshell, I had I co-chaired the governor's task force okay. on the opioid overdose um, epidemic, and we've received we've been receiving lots of federal funds in that regard to implement our plan. And now we're used as a model uh, nationwide as far as what we're doing. Uh, so I'm sure you heard yesterday the White House passed a bipartisan bill allowing for monies to be used for medication assisted treatment. Uh, over in Sangamon now, we we have monies coming in so people could avail themselves of that tr treatment. We now have a 1-800 number, 1-833, to find help. Uh, we have a standing order on that big resuscitator for those experiencing an overdose. Uh, so you could go to Walgreens or CVS and get Narcan there. I'm Narcan trained. We all have to be uh, stand uh, like first responders because of this epidemic. What is That means when, what, when somebody's overdosed? You we give the, you give them a shot? Is that no, what, no, no, it's not a shot because we're, we're clearly not qualified to do that. <laughs> but but um, you spray. It's it's a spray uh, right. mechanism and it brings people back to life that are experiencing really? an overdose. It could even bring a canine back to life because you know sometimes canines go in there um, and uh, they may be exposed to a synthetic oh um, as well as an opiate and uh, yeah, it could save lives as well as our our canines. And we also have the prescription monitoring program that is now mandatory. There are many ways that so opioids in, make in it Illinois, into the In Illinois, we're actually 
we're making some headway. We're front runners in that regard, as well as in many other areas. As you know, I sat on the governor's uh, commission on education funding reform, and now mm-hmm. we have an equitable funding formula. Of course, I chaired the task force on consolidation and unfunded mandates. And every day we move the needle in that regard. So um, I think the difference lies this time around with me is that when you voted for Bruce four years ago, you inevitably got all four feet, 11 inches of me. We were on the same ticket. Yeah. So we picked each other. So you kind of know we um, agree, right, on almost everything. And um, we hit the ground money running when we were sworn in because of that. We picked one another. We're a team. How often, how often do you see the governor? I actually saw the governor yesterday. It's tough to remember every day because I do right. so many things. Uh, but yeah, I saw I saw the governor yesterday. We uh, we got a partner on on so many different issues day to day. So uh, great collaboration with him. I, I uh, we've worked very hard in the past four years and going forward, uh, we are respectfully requesting another four years to finish the job we've started. Well, and Did, Lieutenant Governor, um, what's at stake here? Uh, what what? What's this election about? We hear you know President Trump saying it's about uh, Kavanaugh and the caravan and so on, but. When it comes to state house issues, what's at stake? What's well, this election all about? This election is about taxes and it's about corruption. If you put these two candidates together side by side, there's a big difference between both of them. We have Governor Bruce Rauner, who's been the only one to stand up to Mike Madigan, who, by the way, has been in power since I was three months old, and I am no spring chicken. Okay, so he's, you he's have been there. I mean, he's been there. A he's long been speaker time. every year except for two years in the '90s since '90. 90- 1983. Oh, She's been um, uh, chair of the Democratic Party of Illinois since like 1998. Mucho tiempo, eh? Mucho tiempo. Too long. So, so, so here's here's Bruce Rauner that doesn't take a pension, uh, does not take a salary, believes in the greatness of our state, and then you're up against somebody uh, that Mike Madigan anointed to run against him, which is J.B. Pritzker. And I think that there are a lot of things about J.B. that should give you pause. There's no leader in J.B. Pritzker. You have that report from the Inspector General out in Cook County that said that he was engaged in a scheme to defraud when he went to his neighboring mansion and ripped out toilets therein uh, to the tune of $330,000 that he looked to save himself in taxes. Those taxes had to be paid by other Cook County residents. So that should show you about his core. Uh, As I told you before, I chair the Governor's Rural Affairs Council. And another issue that he's brought forth that's concerning our rural citizenry here is the fact that uh, this vehicle mileage tax that he wants to impose, a tax for every mile you travel, clearly not in touch with rural Illinois. Because as you know, sometimes to get to a rural hospital, it could take our people up to an hour, if not more, to get to a rural school, to get to a rural grocery store. How would you even implement a a mileage tax? Oh, through a little big brother mechanism, a little box that he plans to put into every vehicle. But that's not all. This guy is an ongoing bad commercial because then there's also that graduated income tax hike uh, that he's proposing. He's masked it as what he calls a fair tax. He gives it a different name all the time. But what that spells for our Illinoisans here is a tax increase that we cannot afford. We're still trying to come up for air because of Mike Madigan's 32% income tax increase, and he wants to give us more in the way of taxes. We simply can't afford a J.B. Pritzker. I I mean, I, I, when you look at that graduated tax, though, 
Right. I know that I can't afford my taxes to go up anymore. But why should it bother me if someone who makes more money than me has their tax go up? Well, this is a great question, right? Because this is what JB's telling people. He said, you know what? Middle class, working class people, don't worry. Only the very, very rich will pay. Clearly not you. So then people turn around and say, okay, give us the figures. What will this look like? And he does not have an adequate response for that. He doesn't give us figures. I'm telling you, if the figures helped the working class, JB would have given us those figures. But he says, no. I will rely on the wisdom of the legislature when that time comes. Okay, well, there's only so we're one supposed legislator. To believe, we're supposed to believe that if they do the graduated tax, that they're not going to raise the rates for everybody. But the way it's set up now... Everybody's rates will get raised. Well, the way, so there's only one legislator that has proposed a graduated income tax. Now, his proposal failed, I'll give it that, uh-huh. but he's been the only one. And so if Pritzker's saying, let's rely upon the wisdom of the legislature, let's see what Representative Martwick um, had for a graduated income tax. Okay. If you crunch the numbers there, um, it will tell, those numbers will tell you that as an individual, if you make 17000 per year, you're deemed rich and you will pay more in taxes (laughs) under the graduated income tax hike. I'm sorry, my brother friend, but I've never seen $17,300 per year uh, be called rich. Uh, So lots of problems with J.B. Pritzker all around. And now, and now you have 10 of his internal uh, team uh, ten plaintiffs in federal court alleging civil rights violations. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that what at all. Is I mean, unbelievable. There is no leader in this guy. I mean, the the question is very clear, but we need to get out there because I know sometimes people get voter fatigue. Oh, again, we need to get out and vote. And I tell people it's so important. You know, it, at least my kids at home and, and us for us to be able to afford to live here, grow here, stay here, that's why it's so important. This election is about taxes and Corruption. Lieutenant Governor, um, there are four names on the ballot for governor. Uh, you've got the Libertarian, Cass Jackson. You've got um, also the Democrat, J.B. Pritzker, which you've mentioned. You've also got uh, conservative Sam McCann. Um, and he has gone after uh, Governor Rauner seemingly more than he's gone after, uh, you know, the, the J.B. Pritzker or even Cass Jackson. But his line against the governor is he's the most liberal governor the state's ever seen. What's what's your reaction to that? What's the campaign's reaction to that line? And and McCann will highlight, you know, the HB 40 signing. He'll highlight the Trust Act, for instance, uh, and uh, also, you know, spending all of the, the Madigan tax increase. Well, what's the campaign's response to that? Well, the campaign's response to Sam McCann is virtually um, Sam McCann is is a sham candidate. He was put up there by the unions. He's been funded uh, by Local 150. It's all the master plan to uh, to take votes away uh, from Bruce Rauner. And um, even in the first debate, when Bruce Rauner said, well, uh, were you not paid off by the unions or whatnot, his response was, Get used to it, buddy. So I don't know if you were taking a look at that first debate. So I think the people, uh, our voters are incredibly smart and they see right through it. Sam has so many problems as far as his own internal business, as far as him saying um, that he has a military record that does not exist. Uh, Just so many problems. Really, the race 
is between Bruce Rauner and J.B. Pritzker. And I ask the people, I urge the people, really, when you get out there, don't throw away your vote uh, because this election is so very important. Is so that, that's it, my response. Is that what the governor is? Uh, is, is that what they're saying about if you vote for Sam McCann, it's a, it's a wasted vote? It's essentially because he's being funded by the unions. I mean, this is a complete deviation and detour that has been orchestrated by Mike Madigan and J.B. Pritzker to take votes away from from Bruce Rauner. So but I believe I believe in our voters. Uh, They're doing their reading. They're getting ready to get out there. And that's why it's so important to get out there and just say, don't sleep on this one. Don't get frustrated. It's too cold. I'm too busy today. It's very important to get out there and vote. My mother's from Fidel Castro's Cuba, and this is why for us, the vote, you never miss it. Unless you're ill, I mean, you never miss it. <laughs> when, uh, how long did you, did you know Bruce Rauner before he got, you know, when did you guys meet, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm interested by the dynamic between governor, lieutenant governor. Like, when did you find out you were going to be put up as lieutenant governor um it's a funny story oh my god but you would need like a few hours that we don't have but it's a super funny story so um i served on the wheaton city council i was a councilwoman at large right and um then i uh started doing other things i did a lot of outreach to get women uh to be more involved in the civic process and then my other thing was latino outreach in dupage county getting people to vote and to run for office being a latino from DuPage County. Yeah, I know. Uh, I am aware of... of that, okay. Yeah, yeah. So one day I was doing Latino outreach in DuPage County, and um, a gentleman comes in, and he is on a listening tour to determine whether he will or will not run for governor. And it was Bruce Rauner. Oh wow! And he was not speaking Spanish at my Spanish function, um, but I was very interested in his message. His message was about education reform and about treating every child equitably and fairly. Now, if you know a little bit about my history. Education for me was a big problem in the neighborhoods I grew up in. Mom had me when she was 15. I didn't know English when I started school. So I failed the first grade. And I felt that growing up my schools, I didn't have the resources I needed. But an educational break later gave me a chance at life. So when I heard this on the part of Bruce Rauner, I was like, you know what? If he decides to run, I'll vote for him. But then one of my former law school students from John Marshall calls me months later and says, I'm working for the guy named Bruce Rauner. <laughs> He's decided to run for governor and you should be his lieutenant. I thought that was so funny. I sent over a resume and that's Were you were you beginning. always were you always conservative? Always. I was born Republican. Uh, only because, uh, so you know my mom is Cuban, I right, told you that. Yeah. And the first thing Fidel told our people was, give us your right to defend yourself. Yeah. And the next thing he did to us was take away our property, take away our ability to pray to the God that we desired. Um, and so that's why mom came to this country. Having come to this country, uh, always Republican. I've never thought otherwise. And uh, that, so that's, you met him on uh you met bruce rauner when he was doing this this little tour listening of, tour at a hispanic outreach event hispanic yeah, and now outreach now event. you're you know you guys have you've already got one term you're trying to get a second yeah and uh it's pretty interesting i you know i am also a latino from dupage county no yes so i need to <laughs> oh yeah habla espanol. i will uh, we will t- i want to take a break and then uh, Let's i'll, do I'll it. talk to you uh listen our lieutenant governor stopping by greg pretty cool right we don't, we don't get the governor, but we get the lieutenant governor. We'll take what we could get here. Hey, you know, I'm a little bit livelier in right. the mornings. Yes. 
<laughs> you're the same. You're the same height Bruce, as my mother. So. Bruce has a very deep voice. Yes, we. Uh, I'm the soprano. He's and, got a great radio voice. Well, <laughs> he also dresses. I mean, let's face it. Bruce Rauder's always wearing. Every time I've run into him, he's wearing uh, a flannel. Yeah. Or some type of. It's getting cold enough for the Carhartt button-down shirt or a motorcycle jacket. He, come on, it's not. Is that? You think it's not genuine? Get a suit, for Let me God tell sakes. you. No, yeah, I, that's him. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't think. I don't that think is it's not him. genuine. I think, for God's sakes, you're the governor. Buy a suit is what I think. Sometimes. No, no. He he loves it, and he loves his vests. Yeah. And you can't tell him otherwise. <laughs> you know. And kudos to him. That's that's his personality. Right. I. Uh, it is a pleasure to meet you, our lieutenant governor, joining us on the Real Idol Morning Show.